0: This week on Dueling Review, it's Red Sonja 1982 from Dynamite Entertainment. A mysterious killer android from the future hunts the legendary mercenary from the past. AI meets magic in a story that takes us, well, where else? But Hollywood, Beverly Hills, the City of Angels. Amy Chu returns to pin this gnarly, one-and-done, action-filled issue that will totally take you back to the summer of 1982 it's an epic struggle between good and evil, mohawks and perms, new wave, and heavy metals. This week, Matthew, we are taking a look at Red Sonja 1982. Now, we've seen Red Sonja jump into different universes and jump into uh, different times. We've seen her hook up with Spider-Man. We've seen her hang out with Vampirilla and uh, Betty and Veronica in Riverdale. We have seen Red Sonja go to the future Uh, now she gets to go to 1982 Now she gets to hang out in 1982 and she's being chased by an alien robot from the future that two aliens had a
1: bet on and, Hmm. And his name is TDK 90, which makes me laugh. Why? Because I, I used to make mixtapes with the TDK-90. Oh, okay. They were better than the TDK-60. The the TDK-120s were actually the best, but they were really expensive. Yeah. Um. There well, are things about this issue that puzzle me. Wow, this certainly is a book, I said. Yeah, that's kind of where I am, too. Because, I mean, we, we get the setup. We get the MacGuffin thing of... Okay there's a magic sword in play and there was the wizard and we saw what happened but all of a sudden we you know we cut to the future hey we found the sword and suddenly there's Red Sonia and it's I, I think that that was Red Sonia's skeleton that they dig up but her skeleton does not go with the sword as far as I can tell. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not the sure about that. I'm not isn't clear. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure about
0: that part either. I think that perhaps she may have been trapped into the sword or something because she just pops out of nowhere when the, when we're in 1982 and the Terminator shows up and she's just like, aha, here's my sword. Let's go
1: varlet. And then all the action happens. That's something else that bugs me. You know, the Terminator didn't come out until 84. I know this is pre-Terminator. Uh, this, the, you know, but everybody makes a, a reference in dialogue. Pinky makes a reference in dialogue to we're not going to get caught by a Terminator. Two years before the movie Terminator came out. Yeah,
0: my well, yes. Yeah, so that is obviously a historical error from the uh, lay person's perspective. But uh, this movie, you know, the Terminator was in production as far back as 1982. Um and so it would not surprise me that because she's in the Hollywood system, that she knows about this Terminator project. That's my guess. <laughs> you know, she probably picked up one of the trades, said, oh, here's uh, James Cameron. uh was working on his first indie feature film as a director. And, uh, it's Why would they Terminator. would
1: James Cameron
0: before anybody had ever heard of James Cameron? Oh no, James Cameron had already oh. been around a long time before Terminator. Yeah. What did he do? He was doing, um, uh, he was doing stuff with what's his name? Uh, Roger Corman. He was doing a lot of the special effects work, uh, for Roger Corman. So people did know who, who James Cameron was before Terminator, especially people in Hollywood. Hmm. And, it, and it's not uncommon in trades, at least uh, back in the day. They don't do it so much anymore, but it was um, very common in the trades to see the start or notifications of a production start date in the trades. So, yeah, you could do it, but I agree. They, they were, they kind of jumped the gun on this.
1: Yeah. And there are some things about this story that it's clear that there, the, there are moments that they just wanted to write there are moments that we wanted to see you know, we want to see red Sonia with a magic sword and a leather jacket fighting off a robot. We want to see red Sonia teleport in and stab aliens on a spaceship. We want to see a robot fall into the La Brea tar pits, you know, and all of that stuff. I feel like a lot of them, a lot of the moments work as just an individual, Hey, here's this amazing, cool thing that happened in a comic book. But I also don't feel like it all really ties together in a particular satisfactory way. And I can't decide whether I, I, I feel like there should be more or less. Because part of me is like, would this have been, had they stretched this out into, instead of a one-shot, like a three-part or a four-part miniseries, would that have made it better? Or would it have been something that would have been even better as like a 10 page, you know, backup story somewhere rather than the full on issue that we get. And I'm not sure which, because, you know, as you mentioned, this is a comic book that happened. It is a and
0: comic book that happened. So here's the thing. I, w- I know that we've seen Red Sonja in a lot of crazy situations, as I mentioned before, Ben right. in Veronica, Spider-Man, superheroes, uh, zombies, et cetera. But the minute Alien showed up in the first pages of this, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of checked out of this because this is now a hat on a hat, and then they put us into 1982 with time travel shenanigans on top of another hat, and I was like, no, uh, this is something that is a complete a complete mess.
1: I kind of agree with you, and I don't, you know, say that ever. I mean, uh, you say that a you, lot, you but and laugh and point it, but, but yeah, I feel like the opening of this is what what really threw it off on the right foot because the opening sequence is a red sonya battle sequence through terminator vision where you get you know the the red eyes and you get the analysis and the and all of the stuff that happens hinges on these two really goofy looking aliens who are named Ed and Al and i'm like okay so this is in, this is just basically entirely wacky and we're, you know, we're going to have this wacky story, but it's also something that tries to do hard sci-fi. But it tries to do that alongside the alien and the swords and sorcery and the Red Sonya. And, you know, you're right about the hat on a hat, but it's more like a hat on a hat and then a hat on each hand and a hat on each foot. And you can't figure out why you can't open the door or walk right, right. And I just... I don't know. Now, my question is, are the characters that we see in the Red Sonya opening sequence, are these people that you know of from the Red Sonya stories, or
0: are they just? Oh, no, not that I know of. Um, Amy Chu guys. has been doing Red Sonya stuff on and off, and generally I like what she's done with uh, Red Sonya. so I don't know who these guys are. I think they're just kind of, they may be just thrown in. I don't know. I haven't read any Red Sonya as of late because she's either been with Betty or Veronica or fighting the undead or hanging out with superheroes. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, she hasn't been on the Red Sonya series for a while now. They've had some other people. Uh, Mark Russell was doing it for a while. He's now finished his run. So I don't know who's currently doing anything Red Sonya. So these it guys could like just be anybody.
1: She's one of their high profile gets. She's one of their big characters. Oh, at Dynamite? Yes. Oh, most certainly. Yes. Yeah. And she's kind of in everything. And she's kind of, you know, the Spider-Man or the Batman of of the Dynamite. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it also, you know, I I don't know. I just feel like this issue was kind of, I don't want to say shoddily, but it, it was kind of not necessarily thought through. It doesn't feel like there was a clear through line of this other than, okay, Red Sonja fights a robot because aliens. When you say Red Sonja 1982, the first thing I think is, oh, they're going to do a movie version of the, uh, the movie with Tanya Roberts and Grace Jones. Because that came out in 82, I think. I don't know. I don't care. But what we get here doesn't work for me. I mean, visually, it's kind of nice. I have to admit that the cover of the version that I got, our review copy, The disco version. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I want to see that disco red Sonia. And had that been the visual inside the book, had we seen, you know, I think that's Danny somebody according to the to the uh, signature. Had that been the visual inside the book, I feel like I might have had more fun with it because that whole thing is over the top, crazy, you know, lush nineteen early nineteen eighties wackiness. And what we get inside the book tries, I think, a little too hard yeah. to maintain the Red Sonia reality of the high fantasy swords and sorcery raw kind of thing.
0: I think this would have been a really good book had this been Red Sonia versus the Terminator, but mm-hmm. I don't know who has the Terminator license right now. It, it could be, well, Aliens and Predator is back over at Marvel now. For a while, Dark Horse had the Terminator property, but I don't know who has that now. But this really feels like that's what this wanted to be was Red Sonja mm-hmm. meets Terminator. Problem is, they can't call this Red Sonja 1984 because we just had a movie come out called Wonder Woman 1984, and people would probably bag on it for that reason. So, I don't know. This This felt like it wanted to do so much more, and then it had a bunch of shenanigans going on. And mm-hmm. so, ultimately for me, I've got to say this is a this is a big pass. Uh, so here's some things when you look at dialogue for the most part, the dialogue is very solid. This feels, uh, at least at the beginning, like something that red Sonya might get into. We've seen red Sonya fight, you know, the Mars attacks guys. So, you know, having a couple of Grays show up and having a bet on, you know, what's going to Bob and Ed or whatever their names are. I mean, that's kind of cute, but I, I just, it just didn't your, your sci-fi and your high fantasy smashing into one another this way. Just didn't work for me. And so I'm going to have to tell everybody, give this one a pass. I would like to see this maybe reworked a little bit more. I think if you can't get the Terminator property, then maybe figure out some other thing that brings Red Sonya to 1982 and go that Mm. route. But I think I would probably get rid of, you know, just make, here's, here's what you could have done. Mm. The uh, evil wizard. It's an evil wizard that comes in to the bar. After Red right. Sonia has gotten the sword, and the Red and the evil wizard is like, I hereby curse you, and he's a wizard that lives forever. So now, and you know, so Red Sonia gets blasted, blasted away. Mm-hmm. Then we go to 1982, and Red Sonia comes back to life. She doesn't know what's going on, but she finds out that the person who's doing this high fantasy movie is the evil wizard who is forever living. And she has a mm-hmm. fight with him then and gets, uh, by killing him, gets sent back to her regular time. That would, to me, would, would be, be maybe a little bit more interesting than trying to do the Terminator.
1: Yeah, and I, I do agree with you. I think that this wanted to be uh, Red Sonja versus Terminator. The last Terminator comic that I saw was from Dark Horse, and it was in 2019, like mid twenty. Oh, yeah, 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 that that's right. Thing? Yeah, 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 that's correct. Yeah, because uh, I can't remember if I reviewed it for the site, but at one point I think I was planning to, and then I was like, oh, no, thank you. Um, but I agree with you. This is, this is kind of a pass, and it's not necessarily I, – I, I hate to use the term because it always feels like an indictment, but there's nothing about this comic that is anything less than workmanlike. You know, there's never a point where the art is terrible. There's never a point where the story is terrible. Right. There's never a point where you say, you know, this is awful, but it's also not quite there. It's not, it it doesn't gel and it doesn't feel satisfying. And when I get to the end, I'm like, oh, eh, yeah, yeah, that was certainly a thing. It's a double skip. Yeah,
0: yeah. Unfortunately,
1: a, that is a rare, terrible double skip, and we yep. feel
0: bad. So, a couple of things just to go back before people uh, write to us. Although we do love hearing from you. Podcast at Majorspoilers.com dot or following us mm-hmm. on Twitter at major spoilers. A uh, couple of things. Uh, James Cameron. You were saying what else did he work on? He was doing mm-hmm. visual effects on this is pre uh, Terminator. He did. Mm-hmm. He was the director of photography for the special effects unit on Escape from New York. He also was doing Battle Beyond the Stars, and then the one that I was trying to think of because it was a a huge deal. And basically, if if this it, he got yanked off of it, but Piranha 2, the spawning, he was the writer and the director. And it, <laughs> you need to go. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard, there's a podcast that goes into the history of some of the great movies. And they did a Star Wars <laughs> one. And then the one they did after that was a focus on James Cameron. And it's really, really good. But man, the story behind Piranha 2 the spawning and everything that went on with that, he became incredibly ill during the shooting of um, Piranha 2. And that's when he had the vision of a Terminator, a machine, hunting him down. And he kept telling people about this after he was kicked off the movie, essentially. And they were like, oh, man, you should turn that into a movie. And so over the course of, I want to say, a week or two, he created the script for the Terminator. So those are some of the things that Cameron had done that many of you might be aware of pre-1984. Red Sonia*, the film, came out in 1985. After Conan the Barbarian, 1982, and Conan the Destroyer in 1984.
1: So, yeah, I was thinking of Conan coming out in 1982. Yeah. So, there we go. Now, here's the good
0: thing. Mm -hmm. This is not something that we have to shame our listeners about. Because our listeners did not get to pick this week's Dueling Review. uh, Because we were off last week. And so, we didn't put up all these things. I was kind of out for most of last week. But, um yeah, so it, it's it's our own fault that we had to read Red Sonia 1982. But it's your fault. I mean well, yeah, I it's my fault. But what what about next week, Matthew? What about June 16th, 2021? Next week.
1: June 16th, 2021. We can blame the spoilerites. We can blame all of you by name, that new kid and Omega Ladris and and, and uh the other guy with the face and the thing on his head, you know the guy. But You can blame anyone and everyone as long as they go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You're going to look for that post. It's going to say Dueling Review for June the 16th, 2021. It's going to show you a list of comic books coming out next week. And as long as it's not like a reprint or a collection or some weird porno book that we're never going to be able to get our hands on, you will choose. You will program this show next week from a list of books such as.
0: Over at DC Comics, we have uh, uh, what do we have? Batman, Fortnite, The Zero Point, Number Five. By the way, everybody, the Rick and Morty have entered the Fortnite uh, game, so you can go do that. Also, apparently, there's a Superman inside of uh, Fortnite right now now as well. Flash 771 arrives next week, as does Future State, a, a Future State collection. Uh, let's see what else is DC got coming out next week. Oh, Nightwing Number 81. And Supergirl, World of Tomorrow, issue number one. Where's that? Woman of Tomorrow. It's Woman of Tomorrow is coming out next week. That one looks pretty good as well. Over on the uh, digital, no, the printing side, uh, DC collects the digital first series, Superman Red and Blue. Issue number four comes out for $5.99. In uh, all, well, not all the rest, but Boom Studios next week has Berserker number three. It also has uh, Berserker number two, which gets a third reprinting. Firefly brand new verse number four. Save yourself number one. Seven secrets number nine. Dark Horse Comics next week has Grindel Devil's Odyssey number seven. Madman Library edition hardcover volume one and Norse mythology two number one. Rodrigo reviewed that this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. You can go find that show over at MajorSpoilers.com. Dynamite Entertainment next week has Sacred Six number ten and Sonya Versal number five. Speaking about uh, Sonya and Red Sonya and everything that Dynamite puts out. IDW Publishing next week has Godzilla Monsters and Protectors number three, Transformers Escape number five, and Usagi Yojimbo number 20. Image Comics next week has Jupiter's Legacy Requiem number one, Ice Cream Man number 24 gets a second printing, Radiant Black number five arrives, as does Time Before Time number two, and The Walking Dead Deluxe number 17. Now, all of those are in color, and they have some amazingly cool new covers. That come along with that. So if you're a Walking Dead fanatic or completist or whatever, you might want to uh, uh, shamble your way to your local comic book shop and pick that up. Marvel Comics next week has Captain America Annual number one, Demon Days um, from what does this say? Uh, Demon Days Mariko number one, Fantastic Four number thirty three, Heroes Reborn number seven. That's the final issue of the Heroes Reborn event, which I honestly thought was going to go on a little bit longer than it mm-hmm. has. But I, I really thought they it's were going to try to event.: Yeah, it's a weekly event. I really thought they were going to try to draw this out for two or three months. But mm, whatever, it almost went two months. Mighty Valkyrie's number three arrives, New Mutants, number 19 arrives. Planet-sized X-Men number one arrives, as does Matthew's favorite comic. Venom number 35. Matthew, guess how many uh, covers this one has.:
1: Oh, allow me to respond in song.) <gasps> I don't care, I don't care. thirty five. let's say thirty five. No, that's a little bit too
0: much. you gotta you got about double that., uh, this is Nine. The three this is the two hundredth issue of Venom. and so they're celebrating with thirteen variant covers. So there you go. In all the rest uh, category, we have Black Friday, number three, the final issue of that. Bell Sirens, one shot from Xenoscope Entertainment, The Sumerian, Iron Shadows in the Moon, number three. Uh, what else do we have? Kaiju, Kaiju Score Trade Paperback Volume One, Kitty Quest Graphic Novel Volume One. We also have uh, Ninja High School Number 180. Uh, for some reason, I figured that would have much higher numbering than it does. Uh, I'm guessing Ninja High School is what now quarterly or something like that? Because uh, if mm, it was I weekly, I mean, that started in the 80s. Yeah, I think it comes out when they have an issue. Ah, okay. Space Pirate Captain Harlock Number One arrives. And finally, on our list, we have visitor number six of six. What's it going to be? That's up to you, dear listener. As Matthew said, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. So far, here are some of the uh, titles that people have been voting on. Jim Henson's Storytellers Tricksters number four, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number one, Godzilla Monsters and Protectors number three. There's another vote for Supergirl, another vote for Supergirl, another vote for Supergirl, uh, another vote for Supergirl. And then we have Seven Swords, number one, Space Pirate, Captain Harlock, number one, and Fantastic Four, number 33. Well, so far, Matthew, uh, we have, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people have voted. And you get another 10, 15 people to come over there and vote at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And it could be be, uh, Seven Swords, number one. It could be Usagi Yojimbo, number 20. Uh, You just never know until you get over there and vote, and then you come back next week. Listen to this show live. We do record this show live, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time in our Discord server. Now, you do have to link your Patreon account to the Discord to get access to the secret Dueling Review Stages channel. I can't wait till Stages figures out how to do video with this, because, oh man, then we're just going to make this thing public and just go live on Thursday nights. 8 o'clock p.m. Central. We'd love to have you come hang out. Well, uh, just keep the camera up high and not down low. And uh, maybe you can come back next week and join us live and make it to hear Matthew say,
1: Johnny Cage is not afraid to die.
0: This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.